When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey babies, it's the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May. How are we feeling? Hope you're feeling good, full, grateful, full of exuberance and energy for the day. Or you're maybe just like, fuck it. I don't want to hear this uplifting bullshit. I just want some entertainment. And I'm here for all of it. I am here for all of the energy, whether you have a lot of it or none. I totally understand. I took a nap the past three days, actually four days. So I get it. Energy levels fluctuate. Sometimes you don't want a bitch motivating you. Sometimes you do, but I'm here for you. I'm here for you and you guys are here for me. I appreciate your continued support. Check out the Patreon Club, the Fun House. It is available for your viewing pleasure. I'm posting a lot of exclusive videos there. The video for this episode will be on the Patreon Club. You just go to patreon.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso to join the Fun House There's all different tiers. You could select whatever works for you. I appreciate the support. We also have Bong and Movie, motherfucker, coming out every Friday on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Jessie Mae Paluso. My last name is Sicilian. Sicilian for hairy, bitch. Is she hairy? I'll never tell. Check out Bong and Movie. Bam. New movie to watch with me every Friday. It's a movie companion episode. It's so much fucking fun. I I, I honestly enjoy doing it. It's my favorite two things, getting high and watching movies. I'm sure you guys enjoy it as well. And it's a movie companion episode, so you just play me along with the movie, and I give you kind of my stoner's director's commentary, kind of like having me in the living room with you, except you're, you're not hearing my farts, and you're not hearing me crunch on popcorn. So it's kind of a diluted version of me, (laughs) but it's a lot of fucking fun. That's bam, bong and movie. That's available on Fridays. The audio version comes out on the podcast on Fridays as well. And if you want the video companion, that's available on YouTube. All other videos go to my Patreon page to join and see the fun fucking movies. I miss promoting shows. You know, I miss like telling you guys where to come see me live. I, I don't have any shows coming up. All of them keep getting pushed back. I saw that a bunch of my friends had to postpone their shows. Rogan was going to be in Vegas. He had to postpone that to December. So I I just don't know. I don't know what the future holds for stand-up comedy. So I'm going to continue pumping out content for you guys to get on the webs, on the worldwide webs. We also do Dr. Dr. Peluso. I am a doctor on Instagram. My Instagram story every Monday. You can get free life advice for me on my Instagram story. It's a hoot. And I actually do give really good advice because your girl's been through a lot of shit. I've been through breakups. I've been through restraining orders. I've been in war-torn countries. I've been in war-torn relationships. I've had all sorts of you know, things in my family. I've been through trauma. I've experienced loss and grief and gains and 
failing and trying and succeeding, succeeding. So I am a, I'm the poor girl's life coach really is what it comes down to. So check out my Instagram story every Monday. If you are in need of some advice and you want a little outlook and some perspective, and I've decided to address some of the questions I can't get to on the Instagram story on the podcast. So that comes out Mondays on the Sharp Tongue podcast. We have Dr. Peluso Mondays once in a while when I can fit it in. So a lot of shit for you guys. Dr. Peluso on Mondays. We got the regular podcast on Tuesdays and Bong and Movie comes out on Fridays. So I'm trying to keep you entertained, keep you satiated with stuff to do while you're at home. Hopefully not murdering your wife or husband or children. You know, get into that liquor stash if you need to, but keep it cute. Okay, keep it cute. Let's let's not get too zooted. Let, let's try and maintain a semblance of dignity. But if you need to get zooted once in a while, by all means, bitch. That's why marijuana is so good. That's why it's so good. You just take a small dose. Please listen to me. I know they're like, oh, reefer madness back in the day. But we realize the health benefits of this medicine. This plant is a medicine. And if you're a struggling mother or father or somebody who's stressed out with their children, you don't have to get zooted to the nines. Just microdose on a little bit of an edible, and the next thing you know, you're playing make-believe with your kids in the backyard, having a great fucking time being a present parent. And speaking of present parents, this guest is the most present, raw, real people I've ever met. We talked about drug addiction, sexuality, and being a parent. I hope you enjoy this episode with Mr. Jason Ellis. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening beep. to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. you probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy how hard it is to make it in this biz i'm a fucking professional i talk about my dog sometimes each week it's something different sometimes i have a guest host sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode sometimes i just ramble about the bullshit i dealt with the week before you never know what you're gonna get it's raw uncut and funny it's me open honest real as it gets everybody welcome jason ellis are you drinking a waritos these are so good what flavor is that? Pina? That looks delicious, man. Is that your quarantine cocktail of choice? I like sugar and it's got a lot in it. I've been getting into sugar too, man. It's dangerous. Boredom and sugar are not a good combination. I don't care anymore. I swear to God. <laughs> it's either that or crack. So I'm going to do the sugar and I'm going to like smash my head into a wall and see what my brains look like. I'm so sick of this shit. I'm so sick of everybody telling me. You, you can do chlorophyll and you can't do chlorophyll. chlorophyll. <laughs> I've, I've had enough of all of it. I'm sick of everybody and everyone needs to fuck off and everyone's I'm, I'm drinking again. I don't care. <laughs> I, had, I had red wine last night and I didn't even like it. I hated it. I Was that the first time you drank in a long time? No, I drank last three days. And what about those three days? How long had it been since you had had a drink prior? Like a, two weeks or something. Okay, you're cool with drinking. Like you, don't, it doesn't get out of hand. Nah, I can get a buzz, but if it goes past buzz, I kind of get. Um, I just feel like shit. 
So yeah, two glasses of wine and I'm fucking done. If it's a good wine and I really like it, I'll drink the whole bottle by myself, and I'll, and that's great. But if I have another one of those bottles the next night at dinner, not good. Yeah, man, getting old fucking sucks. I used to be able to put away like half a bottle of tequila. I don't even want to talk about what I used to be able to put away. It's not. <laughs> it used to be something I would I bragged about for a small amount of time in my life. <laughs> and I realized. When I was bragging about it, nobody thought it was impressive, so I I stopped talking about it. I feel I feel similar to you though. I'm fucking sick of it. I'm sick of this. I'm supposed to go on. They want me to go on vacation. I was supposed to be on vacation. They want me to go on vacation, and I'm like, where? Where would I go? What do you want? Yeah, me to where do? the fuck are you gonna go? No one's gonna be there. There's not even gonna be people there to work. They're not even gonna oh. let. Me, I can't get a car. I can't get a. I can't rent a horse. Yeah, where the fuck would you go on vacation? I want to get my butthole rubbed. The lady's not going to be there. I, I need more than that. I want, yes, butthole rubbed. I want random people to rub my butthole. And well, I want like a, like a massage massage. No, no, you can't have that. Why? No, thanks. You know what we should do? We should go to dinner. Oh, yeah. We can't do that. I was going to go to a baseball game this weekend. I'm lying. I've never seen that. <laughs> Have you ever gone to a baseball game? It's not that much fun, but this is one just time, my opinion. One time I saw it, I got it. I thought it was a good idea. I get it. I get how you would go to it. They've got um, beer. And uh, when you're close, the guys that throw the ball, it's pretty impressive. I will say out of the sports that I know, they have some of the nicest tushes I've ever seen. Because uh, they're allowed to be a little fat sometimes, those guys. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> What's up with that? How do they, how, I mean, is, is it still, is there still fat guys in baseball? Fuck yeah, they're large, obese. It's like police officers. How do they do that? <laughs> maybe, maybe baseball players when they retire become police officers. Oh, I That's mean, <laughs> they kind of got that same vibe, you know? Yeah, and the police officers still have bats. They're just smaller. <gasps> wow. Yeah. We just figured out that those guys are just like fucking <laughs> synergizing the shit out of each other. Do wow. you, do you, okay, I'm going to ask you like a serious question. It's hard to with these glasses, but do you think there's something else going on besides this coronavirus or is it just a virus and we're trying to flatten the curve per se? Or is there some other shit going down? Oh, yeah, definitely ask me is a good idea. I know. I think that there definitely is uh, a virus that you can get and they, whatever it's called, seems like that's what it's called. It's called what's on your shirt. What does your shirt say? Coronavirus. Uh, I, thought, I thought it said coronavirus. I thought it says I'm a carnivorous. Oh, okay. It's so close. I honestly thought you had a shirt that said coronavirus. I don't even get it. I don't understand why my coffee sponsor is a meat eater. I mean, there's no meat in coffee, but... Yeah, there's no meat in coffee. Is it caveman coffee? Yeah. Oh, there's meat in that coffee. Is that <laughs> what... <laughs> I feel like it's because it's such a barbaric coffee company. I'm supposed to, like, murder people. Yeah. You want a cup of coffee? Too bad. We're going to punch you in the face. Kettlebells, let me eat your fucking leg while you're still trying to live. Like, while you're sipping that coffee, I'm going to be punching you in the taint, brother. They've got saber-toothed tiger coffee. It's like, so it's tiger coffee, and I know that tigers will eat a zebra while the zebra <laughs> is still alive. So it's kind of like, I've got no kettlebells, but let's just fucking eat somebody that's screaming to, for us to let go and have coffee. Not pussy coffee, though. 
death coffee, murder coffee, looking to fucking kill and make you cry coffee. I mean, I'm just trying to wake up. Gee, I just want to do a crossword puzzle. <laughs> I know, but if everybody's like, look, we're going to go kill some shit right now, that's pretty energizing. It is very, you know, it does sound very energizing. It sounds like you could get a lot more done than murder. Like murder is just the beginning of what you get done on caveman coffee. <laughs> right, and fear, you know what I mean? When fear strikes the high, it's very, it's like really good for waking someone up. I don't feel like it's a good feeling, but <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is I might've been a little drowsy and now I'm terrified. I'm fucking awake. I'm alert, you know? Yeah, fear is a good thing that, you know, a lot of people say don't, don't don't like um overcome your fears but some people are afraid of even just facing what they're dealing with but on the other side of that is some pretty dope stuff if you can get through it yeah uh, look i feel like if you're i'm scared of everything what's your biggest fear um i mean now probably dying before my kids get a little older or something yeah missing out on some of that life just, I don't know. I, I really, they'd still be all right. They're fine. They're mum smart as fuck. They don't need me. I mean, I mean, anybody, does anybody need the mayonnaise jar open? Cause fucking somebody else can do that. You provide a lot more. You're being funny, but they need you. I, I look, I know, but I know, I also know that I've, they've, they're already really solid people. And if I did die that they're not, um, you know they're 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 fighters. You know they'll they'll yeah. they'll make it. Look, it's a terrible thing to think about, but that is, I've always worried about that because I've always kind of pushed. I used to do tons of drugs when I was younger. I was like, probably gonna die. People would say, man, you're probably gonna die by doing that many co much cocaine. I'm like, and then you get older and go, man, how much cocaine did I do? <laughs> I'm surely gonna die now, even though I don't do cocaine. And, then, and it's like, what about the meth time? And I was like, oh yeah, I did all the meth. And then the heroin era, and I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, not the heroin era. Man, that was such a great time. <laughs> oh, man, that was Can you come out with another time. book called I'm Awesome, The Heroin Era? It, I mean, we didn't name it that. Telly fucked up. We should have named that section because in the first book, there is, I mean, The Heroin Era, I kind of, it's weird. Like, I told the story as, you know, this is a bad thing. There was some bad times. I was down really low, and that's why I started smoking it. And then eventually, I shot up with some hookers. It, you know, I mean, it was a rock bottom moment. So that's kind of how that story was told. But at one point, sure, I did move back to Australia because I was hiding from like people finding out that I might be bisexual. And I was like, I'll just retire in Australia. And I got married to this chick that I didn't really like. I was just marrying her to get back at her at, at her friend that I was going out with. So they <laughs> I went out with one for six years and the other one for six years. But anyway. Wow. When I started chasing the dragon, I was just chasing it, chasing it in the parking lot. I found a parking lot near the beach because I used, you know, I used to live near the beach. I'm a sandy boy. Yeah. And so I would chase the dragon and I would hang out in my uh wife's like she had one of those uh little Japanese cars, like you know, when it's kinda if you're a big person, it's really weird to be in. <laughs> I feel like that's all cars for big people, but no, no, yeah. No. It's accurate, and then there's like, eat the like, <laughs> yeah, the next one, you know what I mean? So, like, me getting in and out of it, it's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, so I was, I was doing heroin in some fucking little nutshell thing, but it, it was fun. Wow, 
How, why, what was so fun about it? I've, I've only smoked weed and drank copious amounts of alcohol. I've never done anything else. So enlighten me. I never really thought about it until now. Cause I've always told that story to be a bad story. Dark it's don't do it everybody. But I, I mean, when I was smoking it in the car, cause the first time I did it ever was in Vancouver. I smoked black tar heroin and it's, and I'd been doing Coke for a couple of days. So all I did was just like pour beer on myself and I don't really remember much of it. But when I started smoking it in Australia, I did the on the foil because I didn't even know. I, somebody showed me that you could do it on the foil and you you get a, a, a pen and you can with the lighter underneath the foil right. and chase the dragon. So that's the only thing I knew. So I'd go to the to this sketchiest place in Australia to get a blowjob from a hooker because it's 20 bucks. That's After, a good deal. Well, it, it, you should have seen her. <laughs> What you look like? It didn't matter. It didn't matter. That was the. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't the same. But every time I went, it was a different person. Wow. None of them were good. It didn't. <laughs> I wasn't doing that. I was just like, oh, drugs, pain, get suck it. Like, uh, and then I'm like, wait, you guys seem pretty dependent on heroin. That must be fun. Can I try it? And then, um, I think maybe. If you're having fun with your life and you're not on heroin, then maybe heroin's not that good. <laughs> but if you really don't like your life and then heroin kicks in, it feels awesome. So because it's it's a it's a delineation to your norm. You can, but it just detaches you from any of the the pain. Like as soon as you do it, it's like you know when you do a painkiller. Painkillers don't really work. It's more of a like uh, I feel the pain, but there's something else there that numbs whatever the real pain is, but I'm still, I know that there's still pain there. When you do the heroin, like a lot of it, because a painkiller is a responsible way to do it and let you do a lot of them, but heroin's not responsible. You don't never, you never do a responsible dose. It's so fucked up. Like the whole painkiller train is a dangerous train and people who aren't even, people who are the most straight edge people ever get hooked on opiates. So it's, it's a, all of it's a slippery slope. If you don't know and you've hurt yourself, it's super easy to get addicted. Like if you Absolutely. don't it doesn't know that's like, hey man, what are those pills you're taking? And you're like, oh, oxys, dude, make sure you fucking take it easy on those things. Cause if you like double up one time, tomorrow's gonna suck. <laughs> like and the, the rest of your life will be difficult. Well then there's but well, it's it, in Australia, I, I was not a, I'm not a good liar. So I never got extra painkillers. I never I, of course, I asked the doctor and said it still hurts. Can I have some more? He was like, no. So, so what other doctors, are they a little bit more, um, do they have incentives to prescribe them there? I think I, I think I missed out on the era of doctors that want to give you extra painkillers. I've never met a doctor. Maybe it's because I'm a skateboarder and they were always like, this dude's going to try and get drugs off me or something. But... <laughs> I've broken like over 50 bones. I've been to hospital. I can't tons and tons of times. And and I've, I've, it has been hurt again, but I know deep down that I don't need a painkiller, but, but I'll say, yeah, man, still pretty painful. And he's like, well, here's some uh, ibuprofen. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so you've tried it. You've tried to get it. Extra no, for, for at least the first 10 years of breaking stuff. I've said <laughs> to the doctor, it's still hurting. And he said, well, you've already had your prescription of painkillers, so you can now have some uh, 800 milligram ibuprofens. And I, every time they'd say that, I'd go, fuck, fuck. 
You got the era of responsible doctors. <laughs> yeah, because now I hear all these other people that are like, oh, yeah, my knee's a bit sore. And they go, oh, here's a lifetime prescription. I'm like, what are you? Who the fuck? I, I had bones coming out of my skin and they never gave me like more than two two things like i wouldn't get i would never get a third bottle they're like no fucking way <laughs> jason they probably all talk to each other they're like yeah jason's on his way in oh man he's gonna try and shake me down for a third bottle i know that son of a bitch is gonna ask for a third bottle i believe i was profiled <laughs> you definitely were i think we should take a case out i think we should Have you? Way. do you think you heal quicker like you've been, had so many broken bones like do you think you heal faster is it is it harder now well, I don't break shit now because I don't do, I don't go as hard as I used to. I slowed down. When's the last time you broke something? Uh, fuck. It's so wild to see you yeah, with hair. I, I broke my nose. I know. I don't know what to do with it this morning. It's stupid. It grew so freaking fast. Oh, man. It's a mess. It, it It's like, it's really wild. <laughs> I didn't think oh it was God. real. It's not real, you dumbass. What are you talking about? What? Well, wait, how? I glued it on. What do you mean you glued it on? That's not real? Nah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <You're so stupid. laughs> I'm bold. That's what I thought. I'm like, yo, what kind of vitamins is Ellis taking in fucking quarantine? steroids wow that's a good look right yeah i don't know i look look oh my god you're like beyonce you're so good at your your lace fronts i've always wanted to be like beyonce yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i thought your hair was real that's why my boyfriend said that he goes no he's just he, he put it on i was like he didn't put hair on I he, can't believe he, he seemed like a really smart person until like five minutes ago. What are you talking about? I'm bald as fuck. I'm, I thought it was, it's hard to tell. First of all, it's I hard to tell. Here, I, I don't appreciate your, you we're supposed to be friends. I fucking have videos all the time going, look how fucking bald I am. I'm going to get this shit stuck on. Oh. And then I go, it's real. And then look here. I thought, I honestly thought you were just shaving it because your tattoos, like it, it, you, I don't know if you've got follicles or not. There's so much going on. I've got follicles. <laughs> just oh, follicles. I've got follicles. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, wait, wait. Now I know why. Cause he, he showed me that photo of you. Now I know. Okay. Now it makes sense. It makes it's sense. Back. Yeah. It's coming back. How bold I originally am. Like fucking almost Elmer Fudd. I can't be the only one who was like, this motherfucker grew his hair. He's he found the fountain of youth. But I shaved my hair into the into it. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You might have a career as a as a hairdresser coming up. You do look like a hairdresser, dude. Right? Now. <laughs> oh my god. I might look like one, but I sure as hell am not one. <laughs> How to do it. As soon as the dude left, I just turned my hair into a steaming pile of shit. I'm like, I don't know. I haven't had hair for 20 years. I don't know what to do. I 
think it's fine though. My man's got a bald spot. He's so self-conscious about it. I'm like, it's fucking fine. Nah, see, bald people. See, you don't care, but bald. When you're bald, you think everybody sees that. That's so interesting. It's yeah. so, especially as a dude, I feel like there's this like stigma to not have all your hair. Who fucking cares? Who <laughs> younger, cares? Because there's people. Bros. Well, you don't want to fuck with them anyways. They're I dumb. I didn't want to fuck with them when I was that age either. I don't hate younger girls. They're so basic. But it's still the beside the point. It's the ego, this fake ghost ego that hovers over all men to be like, some people don't think you're as cool. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Kind of do. Because I can tell when I grew this side bit out, um, I started to, because I, I when I went bald, I just went a little bit thin here and I shaved it. So I never even saw myself go bald. Oh, wow. But then when I started to grow back to stick this thing on, I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I am bald as fuck now. Like, I, I, I had, like, a little thin here. Now I'm like, it's thin as fuck all the way, little, and it's thin in the back. I'm like, fuck that. You've got a perfect head, though. Well, that's I shaved my head every, and I had the tattoo. I never thought about it. I never thought about it until wow. I started. And then when I grew it back, I knew that if I had the bald head haircut, I would um, I would have felt um, weird going out like that. Like without a hat on, I would have felt like I couldn't do it. That's so interesting because there's motherfuckers out there with full heads of hair that are complete assholes, confident as hell. They're just confident as hell, but they're terrible people. And you're a good person. You know what I mean? It's so weird how how that how the ego plays into people's lives. I mean, you're a comedian. You should know. I feel like yeah. the in common with comedians is, um, you know, I'm 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 pretty sure sometimes I might be one of the greatest humans that ever lived. <laughs> and on the other side, I feel like I'm the most disgusting, hideous human that's ever breathed oxygen and I should die. You know, it's like two people. Cause I can yeah. be secure and be like, man, I think I might be the best ever. <laughs> and then half an hour later, I'm like, man, I might be the worst person ever. And I'm like, how can you live in this? What are you doing? That's a hard, how do you, how do you sustain? Like what keeps you balanced? What are the things in your life that provides the most balance for you? Therapy, working out. Um, what kind of therapy do you do? Well, I have a therapist that I haven't seen for a while now. You just make me realize that maybe that's why I'm starting to feel like I'm, I don't want to go to work anymore. But um, <laughs> You're not alone in that. Yeah, I, okay, good. Well, then, but yeah, that and then the things that a therapist teaches you. So I feel like and the ayahuasca that I did as well, there's like things, medicine that I have in my head. So to me, it's like voices, you know, when I'm down, I'm tired, hungover, there's a mm -hmm. voice way louder that sort of gets to run the day it's like you know you did this bad you did that bad you know what you you're a piece of shit and, and that voice is louder that day so to me these days it's like same thing still happens i hear those voices i just i just know who they are you know that's so insightful that's i feel like a lot of people can relate to that shit because we self-talk is such a huge part of therapy and growth as an individual and how you talk to yourself can dictate the day. It really does. They don't realize, it. They don't realize what they're running through their head all day. And no. it's not much. It's meditation told me that meditation told me that it was, you know, only like five or six things running around in my head at all times, just bam, bam, bam. And I'm like, dude, you're not even, you're not addressing them. 
You're just letting them fucking attack you all day. And you wonder why you walk around miserable. Like you got to, okay, number one, what is this one that you're thinking about? Like, can we, can, let's address it. Can we fix it? Is there anything you can do? Have you done it? Are you going to do it? If you've done that and that's it, then that's it. Then get rid of it. Like, but like it really that. is like an assembly line of, of dealing with your pain. It's like, are you going to make sure that when it gets to this point that you deal with it so it doesn't break down and the whole thing, the whole project gets destroyed? See, I feel like some people have, they don't want to be honest with themselves. They don't want to cause an argument. They don't want to have like a big drama or a blowout with somebody. So they just keep it in because they're not used to See, the, the good thing about being a fuck up is I've already kind of put my foot in so many crazy fucking like I'm really <laughs> fucked up and, and been in a situation where it's like a movie where you're like, this guy is fucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God, I'm so fucked right now. And now, now I'm alive. They didn't kill me. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, maybe I should just be honest with it. Cause I feel like there's been times, like I think the average person can, if you ever, if you ever had a girlfriend or if you ever had a boyfriend where you cheated and they found out right when they found out that feeling oh. where you go, Oh yeah. Uh, uh, that to me is like, uh, don't let anybody find out that you're bi. To me, that, right. one, that one's like, uh, I cheated and I got caught uh, by my, like the, the magnitude of it is like, I'm, I got caught cheating with the dude. I'm the king and my kids are like, it's just, it's like on a scale of getting caught, the, the feeling of it is a thousand times worse than cheating on your wife and getting caught. Like it's this big anxiety jump where it's like hey man i heard you hooked up with a transgender chick and i'm like nope and, um, and then you know i mean the i feel like there's like a i smoked like 700 packs of cigarettes in 50 seconds just from having this conversation with someone who was slightly suspicious <laughs> of my sexual orientation i'm like it's no way to live so they it isn't them out it's not, like it's not that bad anymore you know because i know i'm not i don't have to tell anybody that i wish uh, to murder anybody. I don't want to have sex with kids or dogs or anything. So I'm pretty much clear now. You know, I'm like, <laughs> what is the worst thing you want to do, Jason? I've told everybody. I tell them on the radio now. So it's not really, I can't get jumped on anymore. And that just feels awesome. Because Yeah, that, that, that jump out. is terrible. I've ratted myself out. I'm like, Bleh. That's I'm smart like, though. But it's it is recent for you. Ratting yourself out is only within a couple years, isn't it? I got three relationships, the biggest ones in my life, and Katie, obviously the last one, where we were going to break up, and she was saying the same thing as the other two. Where I realized that it was me, it's my fault, you know. Like I wow, I, and that's why I went to therapy. I'd been to therapy before, but it just didn't get the right person. And then I, it was because of Joel Madden, because he's got money and he's got a good therapist, and I guess a lot of things happened. And Katie said, this guy really changed Joel's life. So I went and saw him and because he's a Hollywood, he's good. He's really good. He's yeah. A- and he might have, you know, experience in certain types of personalities. And it does. I had a therapist before. It didn't vibe with me either. And I ended up finding somebody that, you know, you're like, oh, OK, this is my person. I can be completely candid. If you right. can lie to your therapist, <laughs> it's, it's bad. And pay him? What the fuck? Why would you do that? 
like, that was me in my home. 20s. Just stay home, man, if you have to lie to your therapist. Save <laughs> your money or smoke it or something. <laughs> it is hard for a lot of people, though. You know, it's like that the cycles we get in are so they're so dictated by that self-talk like and in you know it's i also think like it's a you're a product of where you came from and what you're how you were raised and how your parents talk because essentially you talk to yourself how you were spoken to in a way yeah you know yeah. And, and how you were raised and the type of love that was accessible to you and have you had like epiphanies or anything about your childhood that you think sort of were the less delightful parts or aspects. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that's, a, that's the most awesome question ever. Uh, I mean, look at me for fuck's sake. <laughs> Fuck. Everything they did. I do the opposite, and that's why my kids are okay. Yeah. The, the older my kids get, the more I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm glad my father died because I I really would fly home to beat his ass if it was if he was alive. Because the when you become a parent and you realize the things that they said to you when you were a kid, some stuff I go, okay, the era, where they were from, things that happened to them, I understand that. And then there's other parts where I'm like, nah, you're just a fucking asshole. And that would never, and that's why these are the little things that make actually make me feel good about myself. Cause I would never, my kids come first. They always will come first. And I would never, I mean, I think I've had anger issues and I've really tried hard to not do that to them. Cause I don't want that part because that was the one thing that my father had that I don't blame my father for. He was super aggressive, but I think that that was him covering up for some other stuff. So I don't think he meant to do it. And I definitely don't think that he knew him beating people and doing stuff like that in front of me was gonna, he didn't know like there's a thing that your kid could see that and it could rub off. He didn't have any of that. None of those people had any of those theories of hey you know if you act a certain way in front of your kids that they in turn can react the same no, i never heard anybody in my family ever have a discussion about anything but you know is jace gonna ride dirt bikes fast or is he not it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much the only conversation how fast are you gonna go you yeah both. their conversations were so different the awareness the self-awareness was non-existent it's like that's the one, um, I mean, not the one, but one of the greatest silver linings of this culture is that we are more open to talking about our less appealing aspects because it, it makes people realize the truth and how to evolve as a human. Yeah, I, I feel like, uh, I, I remember that when I went back when my daughter was pregnant, my daughter was uh, in my ex-wife's stomach and, we were, and my dad's friend rolled up a cigarette and lit it in the living room and I was like, Hey Scotty, uh, can you not smoke in here? Uh, 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 Cause uh, Andrea, I pointed to my, my ex one wife at the time and he goes, what, what, why? I'm like, she's, she's pregnant, mate. And he's like, what does, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, did you know that cigarette smoke it can affect the pregnancy? You're shitting me, Jace. <laughs> 
you're fucking joking me. It's, it's off. You know, he put it out straight away. It was like, you're fucking joking me. Did you hear Jay say? <laughs> but this is, this was when there was fucking CDs and colored television. This was not fucking in the 1940s. This conversation happened like 2000. You, Laura, or, was this the year of the Spanish flu? What year was it? No, no, I'm just, I, but I could tell he didn't know. He really That's didn't so know. Crazy. My mom smoked while she was pregnant with me. I know that made me realize because I know when I I know you and I, my mom did everything. I don't think <laughs> I was an accident too. So you know, I don't blame you were? her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Mom was sixteen. Holy shit! Yeah, I know. Once 16? again, sixteen. I, I there's I couldn't even handle a Cabbage Patch doll at sixteen. And my dad was twenty, and. I mean, I, my dad died when he was 53 and he, this is the one thing I don't hate about him. He it was a child when he was, when he died, just like, just like I am. I like that part. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to be a grown up. This is cool being a, a dickhead. I do whatever I want. Hell yeah. I think, I think people need to get in touch with their inner child more. A little bit. I mean, I just feel oh, like yeah. it has less concern of your opinions. That's the bit that I like about the inner child. Cause it's, if I do, if I live my life to make you happy, I mean, maybe you, it, that's exactly what I wanted too, but odds are it's not, you know, like I do exactly what, I don't want to hurt anybody, but I, if it's not going to hurt anybody, I'm going to do exactly what I want. I agree. And I, I sort of live that way as well. My, I feel very close to my inner child. I still have, uh, <laughs> and I feel like you're similar in the sense where things yeah. still amaze you a little bit. Like you still have yeah. an awe about life. Does that mean that you get down a little bit more? Because to me, if it's really good, I'm like, whoa! And if it's down, I'm like, me. <laughs> yeah. Really down, you guys. My wife's like, oh my God, you're a fucking toddler. Like, so, okay. Good. <laughs> but I'll take it. I'll take that versus just like, oh, uh, I mean, I got a raise. Cool. <laughs> No, Check out my I'm new gonna, Porsche. I get a raise. I'm like, let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's get bikes. Let's get guns. Let's fucking make jumps with flames and tits. Hell yeah. That's the way to fucking live, man. Balls out. Balls that's out. Why, that's why I can't. This staycations. I'm <sighs> I'm like with my wife. I'm like, what about if I go to San Diego? I've already texted Tony Hawk. I'm like, I'll skateboard at Tony Hawk's ramp for a week and I'll get a house on the beach and I'll go in the water because San Diego, they let you go in the water. And then I'll go to Tony and then I'll, I'll pretend I'm a skateboarder. And then I'm like, my wife doesn't care about Tony Hawk's ramp at all. She's I mean, like, what? I, I love her, but no girl. You would look. You're. Funny, I don't even know what it is. It fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. If you're not skateboarding the ramp, you're just going to be standing in a fucking warehouse with dudes. Isn't it just plywood? Isn't it just like pl like arced plywood? <laughs> I honestly can't picture it. I know there's like a scoop. Arced plywood. <laughs> That's what you just called a ramp. Arced plywood. Yes. Kind of. I mean, it's not even plywood. What the fuck year? It's totally plywood. Yeah. Uh, that's, you're it's... from the 80s of ramps. There's no plywood anymore. They got all this different stuff. Tony Hawk's metal frame 
and like this other special stuff that's on the surface technical shit you don't even understand i bet you tony hawk's ramp thing is (laughs) it's made out of like the inside of air force two he probably has something really cool yeah no some it's it can pull apart and it can be portable and stuff he has like the most futuristic ramp of our time yeah so you guys you guys could skate and hold hands well no you can't because it's it's you have to separate I think if you're a skateboarder, you can hold hands. I think that that should be definitely, that should be the exception to the coronavirus rule. I've never held Tony Hawk's hand. He just made me realize that that's something that probably needs to be done. Yeah. He he looks like a very, I don't know him, but from my judgment, he looks like a man who's in touch with his feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks very kind and quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks like his hands are velvety. <laughs> Just like a, I imagine a very soft, well, well moisturized hand with a nice tan. No. <laughs> no? No, I think he's got gristly hands. Like man hand, like, like rough, like he's been no, climbing. They're rough hands because he's always grabbing onto his grip tape. Oh yeah, the grip tape. So he's probably got callousy hands, but he's got long, he's a long lanky guy. Oh, okay, I can see that. They have long fingers. They might, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if he's soft. I don't, I, don't, I don't imagine him to be soft, but I also don't imagine him to accept me holding his hand. I do. I do. I imagine him accepting it with a whole heart. I'm going to try. I'm going to like give him a handshake when I see him and then just keep holding on to him. Like, <laughs> come over here, Tony, and walk with him and hold his hand and see how long. He like get off me, Alice. I'm like, dude. When was the last time you and I, you and I held hands? Never. When was, the, when was the last time any of your mates held hands? Dudes need to do that. In Samoa, they do. <laughs> they do. Yeah, all Islanders do it. Like how? Like adult men? Not gay. Just holding hands, like you know, when you walk with your, you know, like this thing side by side hand. Like they, just hanging out with your friend, going for a walk. You hold his hand. All the time. I'm down for it. You know, me too. And they do the nose thing when they say hello to each other. No, I don't know about that. Especially in this post coronavirus, you better keep your snot and your amoebas away from my mouth. Okay. Where we're at now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? But I like the idea of that. I would ask you, bro, somebody, I mean, if I'm (laughs) someone's butt, I'm okay with rubbing my nose on their nose. I would do butt to butt. Yeah. Well, that's what, wow. Check you out. Fucking (laughs) motherfucker. But to butt, who cares? Jennifer Connolly style from Requiem for a Dream. Just but no dildo. If you do scissor butt to butt, that's that's pretty deep. Okay, but like I, I'm just going straight, kind of like a Labrador butt to like okay. just a little wiggle. And I you know what I think we should do? I think our communication, we should stop talking from our mouths and start talking from our buttholes. Maybe that'll be a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, my butthole's hideous. I don't know if I want to be in this world. Is it? Do you have tattoos near it? Nah, but I should. I mean, my butt cheeks are tattooed, but not my hole. That must have been fucking painful and like ticklish painful. I wouldn't have been able to sit for it. My wife has great like inner thigh ones and stuff where I feel like that's worse. And she has it. She got the uh, like a crazy thick black line down the back of her leg from under her butt all the way back down to her heel. Does it help with her migraines? I don't know. No, I think it probably. I don't know. 
I love when people are like, I got this for my migraines. It's okay just to get an ear piercing. Uh, just get no. an ear piercing. No, she got it. She's one of those people, I think maybe she's backed off a little bit because she got older, but she's can take a lot of pain. I think yeah. her, her tattoos always, she got them when she was young, a lot of them, and there's, her back's like eight tattoos over the top of each other. She just seems like somebody that doesn't flinch that shit that much. It does. It does. I saw this really beautiful photo of her on the beach and her back tattoo, and I was like, how did she sit through that? Her pain tolerance must be through the roof. And the guy that did it is the most painful guy out of all tattooers. Like, does he sit deep on your skin or something? Really heavy-handed. Oh, God. I mean, I I have, you know, I you've seen, I have, like, sporadic, cute, basic Mom. bitch tattoos. That's kind of, like, I feel like a, you like tattoos. You get a couple, and that's uh, that's the way you should play it. Yeah, I just kind of get them, like, if I have an idea and it's still rolling around in my mind, you know, I travel a lot, or I used to before all this, I'll get it for, like, whatever town I'm in. You know, I'll just be like, oh, I kind of want to just get a tattoo. I'll get this artist stoned. Well, that's the last time I'll do that. I got a guy stoned, and he tattooed this one. I don't know if you can see it. Wait, let me show you. Wait. What's wrong with it? It looks fun. It's a star. Oh, oh, that one. But he only put four points on it. You know when you draw a star? You, yeah. it's, you do five points. He only did four. And I was like, bro, the star is like half finished. He's like, you got me stoned. I was like, good point. Yeah, but good you wouldn't go ask for a shooting star on your arm. <laughs> Such a, it's so corny. <laughs> okay, I've got this great idea. It's going to be a star, right? Shooting up my arm. Like me. <laughs> so fucking corny. Okay, wait. I had my fans wanted to ask you some questions. You want to answer oh. some questions from the people? Okay. I posted a, a picture of you. I don't oh no, you did see it because you retweeted it. Okay. Um Blake Sherman 5465 says, What this is funny. What's your favorite tattoo? Uh probably um, probably my Metallica tattoo, my first tattoo. Where is that one? Oh God, is it, is it on your butt cheek? Oh. <laughs> oh my God, I thought it was gonna be your butt cheek. No, it's not my dick, God damn it. Uh, uh, that's a good tattoo. How long ago was that? Uh, uh, wait. 22 years ago or something. Okay, the official. When I come back to Australia and I showed my my parents. They said you're gonna regret that. You oh, haven't. Favorite tattoo. Yeah, and That's look at you today. Parents, huh? Stupid asses. John X five zero eight says, any advice for a bisexual dude who's always been hyper masculine wanting to come out? That's a great fucking question. Wow, I think you just did, John. That's a tough one because you know, is it worth it? You know, is it is it going to help you? Because I kind of did it more to help him. You know, because it didn't. Does it did it help me? I it's, it helped me feel better about me, but I don't know if it helped everybody else's opinion of me. So you might want to watch it. I hate saying that. You should just be you and stand up for yourself. And if somebody really cares, if you really care for that person then yeah, you should be 100% honest with that person. If they're a friend or a girlfriend, doesn't matter either one, you should be 100% honest. That's your real friend that you can trust. 
so that's the people um, I would talk to about it. But as of like just telling everybody, I don't know. It's it's if that makes you because it will make you feel better. You'll be proud of yourself. But just be ready. Don't don't be ready to you know hear some negative and not react to it because reacting to it is that that's the thing that I think is the worst part about it. Like uh, if someone's like, oh, well, I didn't know he did that. Ugh. And I'm like, what the fuck's that mean? You know what I mean? Like, what are you? Right. Fuck? It's supposed, you can't. You, it's people are from different walks of life. Some people find dudes sucking other dudes' dicks to be really offensive. Which I, is usually the ones who want to have their dick sucked by another <laughs> dude. I feel like that's kind of true, but I also feel like there's guys that, think it's disgusting because they think it's disgusting like i know maybe <laughs> come on there's some people that, out there that are just like mm, don't do that near me and that's fair that's fine yeah but you know i i also feel like some i've seen some people look at, at my wife and like oh all those tattoos and uh, you know like how offensive and i'm like look what do you want what should i go over there and be like hey motherfucker like what are you looking at? like i'm just I, i'm so I'm such a trigger looking idiot and everybody <laughs> is so we've we're poking the bear all the time that I've just found that um reacting to it is overrated like if you if someone I, I mean I got kids in Beverly Hills I go to soccer games when Katie and I show up they're like who, who the fuck is it and I'm like I, I'm I mean I'm a dad so I'm entitled to be here too yeah. Well, just with wife. And I'm, you know, I can just tell. And I'm, I, I could go, hey, man, the fuck you looking at? And then my son would see me tell some rich dude. So I just, I'm like, look, you know what? Everybody can, everybody, yep. I might, I'm, I might be on drugs and she is a whore. There you go. <laughs> oh, God. I smell a sitcom. That'd be a great pilot episode. You two walking up on a soccer field. I've seen the craziest looks where like a mom has just done the craziest up and down at Katie where I'm like, no one's going to say any, just, just, it's fine. You're just, Oh, ah, I don't think so. Like, and I'm like, what? Well, she goes home to Pornhub and watches housewife gets rammed by five football players. I know, right? Hip- hypocrisy runs thick in, in, in people who hate a lot. That's what I think. I think people who spew hatred are people who either are afraid of their own truth. You know, they're people who are maybe grossed out, a dude who might be grossed out by two dudes. But also, I know from a lot of my gay friends and a bunch of them who are into straight guys tell me that a lot of the straight guys that they hook up with are not so straight and they're just scared to come out in a society where, you know, like this guy's question, he has a fear about coming out as a masculine man in more conversations about it. I think lessens people's reactions, like what you're talking about people going, Oh, Oh, there'll always be a little bit of it, but at least if we like lessen the blow of having to come out that emotion you were talking about earlier, where you do or say something that makes you feel like it it just is a sucker punch into your emotional gut. The more you talk about it, the less that feels like all of it sort of starts to kind of level down and everybody just chills the fuck out. We all need to chill the fuck out. I just feel like if you get, 
let's say you don't live for another 50 years and you die tomorrow and you think that you're gay or lesbian or whatever it is, or you think you love this one person that if you date her, everyone's going to make fun of you because she's not that cool or whatever that shit is. It's your life. Like you're going to fucking die. Maybe you do go to another place and smoke uh, doobies with Tupac. I don't know. But right now, I am. <laughs> don't shit on this time by abiding to everybody else. Like, if I like dudes, I like dudes. And then that's the other thing. All the things that I've tried, because I've always sort of, I want to do everything at least once before I die. So there's been times where I'm like, oh, I probably definitely wouldn't like that. And I'll just do it anyway. And I've found some of those that I was dead wrong and I really liked it. So that tells me, how many people out there haven't tried stuff because they're pretty sure they wouldn't like it that missed out on 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 certain things like the the whole butt thing the Katie and I worked on putting things in my butt for like six months <laughs> <laughs> it was like a finger took like two weeks like I was working so hard on that shit and then she showed me how to wash my butt out with this like the hose thing from the shower what? Yeah, you put this metal thing up your butt. Oh, yeah, the little the washes it all out. How's this for bonding? Uh, when I she teaches, she buys this thing, tells me how to do it. I'm like, I don't understand. This sounds ridiculous. She's like, I'll come in. So I'm in the shower, and she's outside the shower, and she's like, you put some lube on it, and you you get it running like that, and then you put it up there. Go and put it up there. I'm like, just put it up there. She's like, put it up. And I'm like, okay. And it's like, my stomach fill it up, and then and then. A, a log like this long shoots <laughs> out of my butt and hits the floor and I go, it's like shakoom, and I'm like and she's like and then she starts laughing and I'm like, oh my god, like that's the one thing that, I mean we're I feel like we bonded closer but it was still like I didn't ever want to show you that, you know, ever Oh my god, that is like one of the craziest couple stories I've ever heard. I, feel like I talked about it on the radio the next day because I was like, it's so... And it was the spare bathroom, so the spare bathroom was like this cheaper... Um, the, the bottom of the of the shower was like that plastic, so it was kind of hollow. So when the turd hit, it, like, it had like a, a boom, like an echo to it. It was fucking... It was so bad. It was like heartbreaking for a second. But she still loves me, so I figured we're in the clear. Who scooped, Who it, scooped out? it out? Oh no, I stomped it into this into the drain. <laughs> <laughs> I am crying. crying. <laughs> it happens all the time now. Just I don't stuff. know. Yeah. Oh wait for you? Yeah, because I wash it out with I've got the thing and so whenever it's time to do stuff, I always just wash it out and sometimes wow. I don't. Wow. I like, might need to go, on, need Amazon. To go on Amazon. But after that instant, she used some vibrator thing on me because we finally you know, I mean I finally like loosened up to let a thing go in there. And I had like a lady, I had multiple <laughs> orgasms. Quarantine looks good, good on you. No, 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 it wasn't quarantine. This is years ago when I first started oh, trying oh, to butt oh. stuff. <laughs> Once that night happened where I had, I was like, wait, I'm coming. And I'm like, wait, I didn't 
wait, did I just, and then another wave and then another wave. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And then after like four or five waves, then an actual jizz and another wave. And I'm like, okay, you can all call. And this is before I was actually kind of doing stuff with guys as much. This is more of like, I was just trying to get my butt working for Katie Right. And that was the end of it. I'm like, I can't, if you guys want to call me gay, that's great. But I just did a no-handed seven orgasm. What did you do <laughs> last night? Anybody, like, if if you met a girl, the, any guy listening, if you met a girl and she blew you and you came seven times before you came, would you call her tomorrow? <laughs> so that's You'd it fucking save that number. You would, you would tattoo that shit on your chest. You've got to be productive in quarantine. Where can everybody find you? I know everybody knows where to find you, but for the couple guys who want some more information. What, the Jason L Show, SiriusXM, Channel 103. Oh, yeah, com, or you can get it on Amazon. Tally wrote it, and I just talk because that's how we go, Master Blaster. I appreciate you so much. So much. I'm sure that was my microphone farting. (laughs) I was like, is that how you say goodbye to all your guests? (laughs) So cute. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, I love you, Ellis. Ellis. Thanks for making time. Thanks for having me. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.